Hello and welcome to Superman Movie Minutes, the show that scrutinizes, analyzes, and you'll believe a man can fly eyes the 1978 classic Superman the Movie, directed by Richard Donner, starring Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, and an all-star cast. I'm your co-host, Rob Kelly, and joining me, as always, through this journey of time and space is... Chris Franklin. Chris, we're coming down off of a high... Yeah, uh, we just talked about the greatest superhero scene in the history of all movie superhero movie scenes of Superman rescuing Lois. Who's got me? Who's got you? The whole bit. But there's a lot of great stuff, of course, following because now we are watching Superman in action. Uh, This these uh, sections of these uh, this section of minutes is uh, minutes 71 through 75. It opens with Superman flying over Metropolis looking for trouble, and it closes with the POTUS's plane in trouble. So uh, as we talked about in the previous minutes, we're all just so amazed at how fluid Christopher Reeve is in these flying sequences. You know, like he can bank, he can flip, he can rotate, he does all the, it looks, you know, it does what the poster tells you. You'll believe a man can fly. It looks like a real man flying in space. It's it's, uh, just perfectly realized. Do you remember... That 50th anniversary Superman TV special that mm-hmm. Lauren Michaels did. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, uh, you know, it. Uh, I struggled with that <laughs> one. At, at the time when I was a kid, I absolutely hated the the, sure. the direction they went with it's it a, because it's all a joke, right? It's a it's a joke. I mean, I love the segments. I love that they had the little super really short snippet interviews with uh, Christopher Reeve and even Kirk Allen, you know, which was and Jack Larson and stuff. I like that aspect. But the the bits with Dana Carvey, it was basically a Saturday, uh, Saturday Night Live episode, more or less. But uh, there is one part where Dana Carvey's talking about, you know, how Superman, you know, began. He he just, uh, you know, le- leaped tall buildings in a single bound. They show some scenes from the Fleischers, and they said, but eventually he became the the, the Nijinsky of the air. And they cut to Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. all these shots of him in his aerial ballet, and and I actually kind of liked that. I thought that was kind of neat that you know to point out how you know far Superman had come from. You know, when when we were kids, I mean, before Superman the movie came on, I mean, as much as I love the Avengers of Superman, but, you know, they relied on, like, basically from season two or three on, they relied on one stock shot of George Reeves flying as Superman, that side shot, you know, yep, just, yep. that's the only one they ever showed after the first few seasons, so you go from that to this, you know, yeah. and... And I mean, that's not a get nothing against. I love George again. Earth two Superman for me. Chris is Earth one. Chris Reeve is Earth one. Uh, so I love him as well. But this so sells. You know, this you'll believe a man can fly. Well, it's not hard to believe he can fly when the guy's doing that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, it's, it really sells it. Yeah. Yeah, it's graceful. It's beautiful. It's it, perfect score. You know, John Williams's music is perfect company to it. It's it's really fantastic. So uh, the the next crime we see going on. This is a really busy night in Metropolis in terms of crimes. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we've got this cat burglar using the suction cups to climb up the side of the skyscraper, doing the classic Batman TV show. You know, build the build the wall on the floor and turn the camera. I have to say, this cat burglar, he's really taking a risk. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I'm inclined to say if you really want it this bad, you can keep whatever you steal, buddy, because he's really risking a lot to steal whatever he's going to steal. I mean, he's not he has no harnesses. There's no safety ropes. All he's got that's keeping him from splatting onto the street are those suction cups. Yeah, it, it's it, that, that part always got me. I'm like, you know, it's what is in that building that, yeah. <laughs> that is worth that is worth, you know, 
it looks like an office building because we see a guy in an office later, you know, I mean, I guess yeah. it could be a bank or something, you know, and he's going, he's maybe figured out the best way to go through the top and then come down into the safe. I don't know, but, but it, it begs the question, what is just so important yeah. that this guy would go, you know, do the, uh, He's like doing the uh, the '70s Spider-Man TV show yeah, bits right. that uh, stuntman Fred Waugh did, you know, when he was in the Spider-Man suit, you know, basically yeah. climb, climbing up real buildings in downtown New York, you know. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> insane, buddy. I mean, he's yeah, it's nuts. Uh, and I love the reveal that we see, you know, the and you could I like that, you know, we can tell it's a little bit of effort to hear like the flock flock every time he hits the thing, and then he puts the thing up, and we get the reverse shot of Superman's boot from the inside and it's such a great reveal just to seeing those big red boots standing there and then the guy and then of course we get that great shot where the camera tilted of superman you know v- perpendicular to the building looking yeah. down at the guy it's great and then we get that spooky angle with the light is underneath chris Reeves' face where he's like something wrong with the elevator it's just yeah. so great Super- superman's having a good time he's really enjoying himself yeah i mean you know it's you can just tell i mean that that's the thing that christopher reeve superman is he's you know he's he's a very sincerely morally good person, but he's not above cutting a joke and having yeah. fun. You know, yeah. I mean that's that's the thing. He's not a total stiff, and I like that. I mean he's you know through this whole scene, it's like something wrong with the elevator, and then when the guy starts falling, going down, you know that's that, oh my <laughs> god, that's such a great effect too. Because think about it, you have to have two different guys on two different rigs. Yeah, one of them going at a different speed than the other. Like that had to be yeah. a bitch to to get right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know one thing about this scene. When I was a kid, when I first saw that, and the first few times I saw it, I guess because I didn't, you know, I was a little kid, as we talked about with Michael Yuri last time, who was a fantastic guest. Yep. But uh, that that uh, it, it's like Superman can't stick to walls. That's Spider Man. You know. <laughs> That's a, you know, I didn't think about you know always just defying gravity in a different way. Yep. You know. It, yep. Uh, which is something that I don't know we ever saw that much in the comic books before, you know, him doing something like that. But it, it makes sense. I mean, it's not something I remember seeing a lot in the comic books, uh, you know, in, in, in subsequent years, older comic books that I've read over the years. But it, it's a really neat effect, and it's actually more effective than him just, like, floating beside the guy, you know. Uh, which we'll get a really awesome shot of him floating inside a building in Superman Two, which I know we're not supposed to talk about, but <laughs> but <laughs> one of the best lines in that movie. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so I love it. Love that he catches the cat burglar, and then we get the inside shot of the guy who's working late at night, and he just sees it kind of out of the corner of his eye, and he does the whole looks over <laughs> his shoulder, nah. And I love yeah. that Richard Donner talks about this guy because, of course, that guy is not sitting straight up he's actually on a wall harnessed in with all the stuff nailed up and apparently like he was so tightly strapped in like around his genitals that he was kind of talking like this to the whole thing (laughs) so because i mean that 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 line is dub when he goes nah that's a that's adr that's not the guy actually saying that so but i I love that that's how they had to make that that guy had to sit there in that harness like that that's probably really uncomfortable yeah, that that's that's it's it, the stuff when they do stuff like that. It just it. Uh, I love that stuff. I yeah. love that movie magic stuff. And I mean, even nowadays when they do green screen, they still have to do. They 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 probably put the person. You know, now now they could just flip the person and stuff. And I'm not always trying to to uh, harp on. You know, I'm not one of these people that like. Oh, I hate CGI in right, movies. Right. No, I mean 
CGI is pretty sweet when they do it right. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but there's just something that the movie magic that they, that the, the, the things they had to do before they could rely on CGI just amazes me with things yeah. like that. Yeah. I see, I know. The, the, the dexterity you guys, you had to have to be able to do all that. They built all these props and nailed them to the thing. So they would all be at the right end. You know, it just takes a lot of, it's a lot of engineering to be able to do it. And so Superman lowers the criminal down in front of the cop, which again, another great flying effect because it's, it looks completely natural. Talks to the cop who is officer Mooney, uh, mm-hmm. I always wondered, was that a reference to Jim Mooney, who, of course, drew Supergirl for many years? I don't know. I, 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 I like to think it is, but, you know, Mooney, Jim Mooney is, is, while somewhat associated with Superman, it's not like his name is Officer Siegel or Officer Swan. I mean, I think if they well, were trying to make a reference, they probably would have gone a little heavier than Jim yeah. Mooney. So. I think it's probably a coincidence, but I've always kind of thought that too. Of course, Jim Mooney, he drew he drew some Superman, he drew some Legion, yeah. he drew World's Finest, but he's primarily known as being the Supergirl artist in the Silver Age. So Now, it's interesting. Yeah. Superman reaches into the guy's pouch, and he pulls out a bunch of jewelry. So where did yeah. that guy get that jewelry? Is that from the building? And if it's from the building, why is he going up? Why isn't he leaving? Yeah. I don't understand. It seems like he already Did he have a busy crunch. night? And, yeah, maybe, maybe he's got a hang glider on the roof. He's yeah. going <laughs> to... This guy's into extreme, extreme burglary. You know, he's yeah. he's, he's robbed the building lower. And now he's climbing up to get to a hang glider and then jump fly. I don't know. But. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so he yeah. hands the guy hands the off, and then we cut to this uh, crime uh, scene, which uh, in the commentary Tom Mankiewicz says, "Oh, hey, this is you and your your Kojak training." Because of course Richard Donner directed a bunch of episodes of Kojak. Because this whole sequence with the cop car. Chasing the burglars is, is, you know, looks like out of a 70s, you know, a detective movie, a cop movie. It looks like it's something from the French Connection. I mean, you wouldn't, it looks like a real 70s, you know, thriller, uh, except for the fact we're going to have Superman appear in it in, in one second. And it's, it goes back to something you mentioned in the previous episode, Chris, about that, you know, hey, the Metropolis uh, Police Department, they're out there doing it. They don't just need Superman. They're, they're, they're capable. They're, they're, they're chasing these guys. Now, Superman ends up fixing it. But, you know, it's not like uh, they're all a bunch of incompetents and it's Superman's here to save them all. These guys are, you know, they're, they're doing their jobs. Well, they catch two of them, you mm-hmm. know, so they, they did apprehend uh, some of them. So, yeah, I like that. I like that the Metropolis cops aren't, you know, boobs that don't know what they're doing. And, yeah, this segment here uh, and the music changes, the mm-hmm. John Williams music, like a dun 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 Dun, 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 dun. You know, that's a real like, I mean, I'm if, if if Gene Hackman was on the set, he probably wanted to go put his Popeye dual hat on and mm-hmm. get in the scene. You know, I mean, it's it, it feels like, you know, a 70s. I mean, it is obviously it's in the 70s, but mm-hmm. it feels like those gritty 70s cop movies. I would watch this movie the way <laughs> the way Donner shoots it and, 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 and Unsworth uh, shoot it and Baird cuts it together. I would watch this 70s cop action movie, you know, I mean, if it didn't even have Superman in it, it looks very engaging, you know, you know, it's, it's, it looks really sweet. I've, I've always, I've always liked this segment in it. And I like that, you know, they, I really like this. uh, I I think on the soundtrack, this is called the super feats segment of the soundtrack. You know, this, these, this, these musical beats and, uh, uh, or is it first night out or something like that? But I always think of it like, you know, this is just, uh, people are screaming at me. I don't have it up right now. People. <laughs> but, but, uh, uh, but I always think, I love that they show these other things that Superman does. He doesn't just fight Lex Luthor or save Lois. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he goes out, he stops a, ca- a cat burglar. He, 
he stops these this arm these armed robbers that are you know in this uh, cop uh, police chase. I I really like that it fleshes out you know Superman's role. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, and so we see the two uh, two of the burglars, and they're in the the cabin. They're counting their money, and this reminds me a little bit of what uh, they would do later on in the Batman movie, because it's the first intro of Batman is the two mm-hmm. crooks sitting there talking and counting their money, and then they get the, the the Batman gets the drop on him, and here he looks out the window, and we see the reflection of uh, Christopher Reeve, and there he is standing there. I love how imposing he looks. Yeah. He doesn't say anything. He's got his arms folded. He just looks like, oh my god! And you know, then we get the uh, the third guy comes out and bangs him in the head with the with the crowbar, which does nothing. And I don't know. Have you ever have you ever like hit something with a bat that was really hard? Oh god, that? yeah. That kills. That hurts your hand like a mofo. So Goes I'm imagining. Up your elbow. Yeah. Oh man. So imagine this guy's hand. The, the flesh in his hands must have been ripped out by hitting Superman with a crowbar and having that crowbar go. That probably he's gritting his teeth. It's probably really painful. Yeah, and that love the line. Bad vibration. Yeah. You know, just he's having fun with it. You know, it's like enjoying himself. Yeah, he knows, and I mean, he just lands out there and is just standing there looking at the boat, like, guys, really? You really? You think you got away? Really? I mean, yeah. you know, just <laughs> yeah, I love great. it. Great, and and it's again, it's the way it shows you how much you can do with a line, depending on how you perform it. Which is, you know, duh, that's what all acting is. But like, if that scene had been in a the Batman TV show, same line. Adam yeah. West would have delivered it a completely different way. And I'm not saying it that in a negative way, like, oh, you know, Adam West would have not done it right. But it would, would have been tonally, would have been completely different. It would have been a, a, a joke. And this is more Superman is doing like a dad joke. Superman yeah. is telling a purposely bad joke. He knows it's yes. a bad joke, and that's why he's saying it that way. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. I mean, if Adam West would probably be like, citizen, are you suffering from... Bad vibrations? Right, you know, exactly, right. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that Reeve has it a different way. So, And then we come to the cops, Officer Mooney, explaining, you know, a blue, blue, red tights, and he flew away into the sky like a boy. And big of red course, boots. Yeah, yeah. Red, big red boots. And, of course, his police sergeant is like, okay, you've had a little few too many. He's like, why don't you go out there and take the rest of the night off? And then we see Superman has dropped the boat in the middle of the street, which I don't think is the greatest move for Superman to make, because how are they no. going to get that boat out of there? I don't know. I, I have, I, I've struggled with that ever since I like basically stopped being a kid, you know, yeah. basically, I, well, I've never really stopped being a kid, but you know, uh, since I kind of matured, in the eyes of the law, you are no longer a kid. Exactly. In the eyes of the law. So, uh, but yeah, so I mean, exactly. Superman, I know it's great for the scene. It's great for the cops to react to it. But yeah, what are they going to do with that boat? Are yeah. they going to, is he going to come back later and move it? I yeah. mean, <laughs> yeah, obviously Superman can pick it up and move it. I mean, you know, uh, I mean this right, not to get into this, but this, this scene right here would be where the, the, in, in the modern superhero movies, uh, where are the modern DC movies anyway, where they would, uh, you know, turn against Superman for the property damage. Uh, you know, <laughs> a, we have to repave this road. We have to hire in a crane to move this boat and blah, blah, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, not to get into that. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's, 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 it's Superman making a splash just for the sake of it. Uh, even though it literally doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but yeah, um, I, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to give you a no prize and say he went back and got the boat later. 
You know, he they right. they after they researched the boat and found all the jewels, he went and took it out himself. He they they put up the uh, the S signal out in the sky, and he came back and t- took the boat up. So um, so then Superman's uh, well, not his final, but his almost his final act of uh, heroism for the night is that he literally rescues a cat from a tree, uh, the little yes. girl that he rescues, and uh, in a in a great little uh, kind of. 70s-ish downer beat, uh, the kid gets uh, a slap for it when the mom thinks that she's telling lies. (laughs) Yeah. And the mom just sounds like a total shrew, doesn't she? She's just like, I'm not telling you not to tell lies. Yeah, yeah. uh, Little much. You just get... Your mom, mom's a chain smoking alcoholic. You just get the idea that stuff. Mom's just had her limit with this stuff. So yeah, they even on the commentary, you hear Donner and Mankiewicz even kind of go, "Boy, jeez," you know, like they think maybe they went a little far with that scene. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah and, it, and it's uh, the, the girl's just this little like innocent. I mean, she's not like a super young young girl, but you know, right, she's, she's like in that thirteen. Yeah, yeah, she's in that gawky in between kid and teenager phase, and and uh, kind of and. and uh, uh, that's somebody I've never heard interviewed. Is that little girl? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised somebody hasn't looked her up yet. I think she's uh, but, British. I think they shot that in Pinewood. I think is this this whole sequence is all like stitched together from different pieces. I think that actress is actually a British actress t- trying to do an American accent because um, I think when you yell when she says "mommy," it almost sounds like she says "mummy, mummy." It almost sounds like just slightly British when when she. Yeah, says, you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that's true. And one thing when Superman was flying, when she heard he heard her calling the cat, you saw lightning in the sky in the background. Yep. So I, that was a nice setup for the next thing we get. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Jeez, oh, I didn't think about that, but you're right. That is a good little detail. Yeah, we have uh, Air Force One uh, flying. And, of course, Lois mentions that she was on her way to meet Air Force One uh, mm-hmm. for the interview. So, again, a nice you know layering it in that this was the flight Lois would have been on had the helicopter not crashed. Of course, she would have ended up probably in just as much trouble here on the plane. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we see the lightning bolt hit the, uh, the plane engine. Again, a great effect. We see it explode, and we see all the, the pilots you know, flipping out because they've lost engine. They've lost engine number one, engine number two, and everybody's flipping out. And the last section of this, uh, uh, the last uh, scene of this section is we see the engine just ripped to shred, like gone, because it's completely missing. And the yeah. final moment right at the 7559 is the pilot looking out the window. And we know what he's about to see, but we'll, we'll talk about it in the next episode. So this is, you know, sup- this is uh, Superman's covering everything. Everything from bank robbery to rescuing an individual citizen to rescuing somebody's cat to saving the president. I mean, he's, he's had a full night. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a heck of a first night out. I think that is what the, it's called on the soundtrack, first night out or something like that. But, but yeah, it is, it is, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice, just like a day, a night in the life of Superman. Even though this is his first night out, you get the idea, this is the type of stuff he's going to be doing yep. all the time. And, and I've always got the impression in the Superman movies that there were all sorts of things going on, all sorts of other adventures that we didn't know about. Even within this movie, I think there's, other things that, you know, I always got the feeling that, you know, when we, you know, we cut, we'll cut to Luthor and, and, and then we'll cut, uh, you know, what they're doing when they're off doing their mission, then Superman's off doing, you know, other things. He's not just, uh, we haven't seen everything. That's, that's, and I think that's why this, this kind of works for me even more because it just says, this is, this is his life as Superman. This is the type of stuff he, he does every night. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's part of the job. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what he signed up for when he uh, when he did the twelve years in the Fortress of Solitude. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I do like you mentioned this earlier that we do get kind of a nice cross section of his powers. We don't see everything. We don't get to see the heat vision or the super breath or the super uh, ball, uh, wall rebuilding vision, which will be in a later film. Um, cellophane S. <laughs> so, so the cellophane S for finger lasers. But but I mean, if you're if you're only vaguely familiar with Superman as a character, this gives you a lot of okay flight. Super, you know, obviously super strong, pretty invulnerable, very fast. Like, it gives you a lot of, like, oh, this is all the different things he can do. Because, I mean, he, he rockets by the falling criminal. So, obviously, he can, you know, go very quickly. And, you know, nobody, somebody can hit him in the back of the head with a crowbar. It's not going to matter. He can lift the boat. He can do all that stuff. He can fly. He can do it. So, I mean, he's got, clearly, he's got super hearing because he hears about the cat. So, it's like we're getting a nice, like, oh, wow, these are all the different things he can do. This is, it, it's, it's. Elegantly written, wonderfully performed, and again, the special effects guys all doing it at the, the top of their game and edited perfectly. It's just this, this movie, not that the earlier sections are not great, they are, but the movie like really sort of like hits its stride and stays there for the rest of the movie, I'd say, for, for the remaining like hour and ten minutes. Yeah, I think, I think they, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, of course, some of it they probably filmed earlier because, like we like we said, you can kind of tell. I think Christopher Reeve looks a little thinner, yeah. And like when he's with Officer Mooney than he does later, he looks a little. You know, he, he can tell he's bulked up some more and stuff. I mean, if you watch this movie to death, you can notice these things. It's not horribly apparent, uh, you know, to a uh, somebody just watching it casually, uh, but uh, or anything like that. But yeah, it's but there's something about they they've. I think they kind of knew maybe maybe because when Reeve walked in and, you know, Lynn Stallmaster and Donna were like, hey, you know, this <laughs> yeah. guy, you know, maybe because they had such confidence in him and that that, you know, I, I don't know, maybe that's any scene he was in. And it's just partially, you know, like like Michael Yuri said, he's the the thing that really sells the movie. And that might be one reason why there's nothing like you said, nothing wrong with the previous hour that we've covered. But now that we're here, it's like every little bit, it's just, it's just like pitch perfect, yeah, you know? So, and you know, it, it was interesting when you brought up getting hit with a crowbar because, uh, you know, really in this, in this movie, uh, we don't, because in this cut of this movie, uh, cause we're doing the theatrical cut, we really don't get the, you know, uh, bullets bouncing off Superman. We don't get the invulnerability that way, which is what you usually get. You know, mm-hmm. that's the famous, you know, that, you know, so, I mean, he caught a bullet earlier, obviously. But, uh, but, you know, we don't get the – we're not going to get the uh, gauntlet scene where he's going through Le- to Lex's lair and the machine guns come out and fire at him. So the guy hitting him with the crowbar is probably the, the best example we've got of, of him, uh, you, know, uh, you know, his invulnerability really and, and somebody directly assaulting him, you know. Yeah. So that was a nice little – Nice little bit to show. Yeah, you, this is <laughs> this guy's. You know, I mean, most people going in probably know that Superman's invulnerable to everything but kryptonite. But you know, it was a nice. They needed to show it, and they did a good job with it. Yeah, I mean, you could you could imagine that when they you know made this movie in seventy six, seventy seven. You know, the Superman TV show had been off the air for you know what 15 16 years at that point yeah. i mean it was still in syndication but you you know and you maybe couldn't necessarily assume the super friends was on the air but that was for kids you couldn't necessarily assume that every adult seeing this movie would be totally familiar with what he could do you know nowadays sure. everybody knows uh, you know it's just everywhere but uh, back then it was you know definitely a little more marginal so uh, yeah it's a good idea to refresh everybody like, i don't think you know 
no, nobody's going to be able to get the drop on Superman, you know, well, right. other than uh, the old diseased banker, uh, which we'll get to later on in the movie. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really fun sequence. So, uh, do we have anything else for this, for these five minutes? I don't think so. I think we've covered it pretty well. All right, cool. Well, uh, we didn't uh, plug ourselves in the last show. Maybe we should do it this time. So, Chris, where can people find you on the internets on other podcasts? I am all over the Fire and Water Podcast Network, uh, and uh, I have Supermates with my wife, Cindy. I have uh, Batman Nightcast with Ryan Daly. Uh, Rob and I do uh, Power Records every once in a while. Uh, I also do uh, episodes of FW Presents uh, and my little sub show called where does he get those wonderful toys and uh yeah i'm all over the place not as much as rob but i'm all over the place (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not a competition and it's not necessarily something to aspire to chris so uh yeah of course you can find me on the network as well i co-host the fire and water podcast with my my podcasting other life mate the irredeemable shag i do film and water pod i do pod dylan i do treasury cast and yeah chris and i do uh, power records podcast together as well so and of course we have to thank uh, Alex Robinson, Pete the Retailer, who uh, created this format with the Star Wars Minute Show, and they are generously allow everyone else to use it. And you can find other Movies by Minutes podcasts over at moviesbyminutes.com. We have that link in the show notes. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I think we, now we are square in the middle. We are now, this is episode 15, so we're square in the middle of this process. I think next week we are going to do listener feedback. We're going to do the oft-demanded listener feedback show where we're going to catch up with all the comments you people have left for us. You people, that sounded weird. All the comments. You uh, yeah, you people. Don't do it, the people. Uh, no, we're going we're gonna to do uh, a... <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? Can we talk about that sure, for a second? Sure, go ahead, right. Yeah, we're, be- because we're not, it, we might, I'm not saying we're not going to do Superman 2, but if we don't, it's going to be a while before we do it or get to that minute so I'm, I'm I, cindy will give me grief about that i'm like she's like why does he smile when he says that i'm like <laughs> because he, he can't believe that they would do that it's like superman can't fathom that somebody else would try to hurt a group of people like that that's what that's why i mean i got that when i was a kid that's why he says it like that he's like he's incredulous like you're not gonna do that or you're not gonna hurt those people you know that kind of that's the kind of way I look at it. So, because she gives me grief about that, and I was like, "Don't you be dissing on Christopher Reeve now? You know, that's grounds for the divorce." There's very, very few things are going to break up the Frankons, but talking trash about Christopher Reeve just might be the thing that does it. That would be take my Hot Toys Christopher Reeve figure and the awesome Superman two board game Rob gave me for my birthday and leave. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I you know I was I wanted to get you the Superman board game, but there is no Superman movie board game. They never made one. They made it look for like Greece or something, not in the United States. I'm like, that's insane. So when I saw the Superman two board game, I'm like, close enough. So yeah, happy. By the time everybody hears this, your birthday will have passed. But when we're recording it, it is still in the future. So let me say on air, happy birthday. I am. I'm so thrilled that we're doing this together. You are like one of my favorite people in the world. And so I, I'm very happy that I could get you something that you didn't have. Cindy, Cindy was I have to say instrumental because I got the idea and I was like, well, I bet he's got this already. So I wrote Cindy and I said, do you have this? And she's like, let me report back. And then she was like, no, he doesn't have it. I'm like, oh, perfect. So she, she knows it would be in the shrine of Superman, the there movie you. items that I have. There and, uh, and, but I did have it as a kid. And oh, I, oh, cool. Okay. All right, cool. Yes, I had it. And I remember playing it and, uh, I, I love that thing and I don't know what happened to it, but, uh, 
But so thank you very much. That just made my day when I got that through the mail the other day. That was fantastic. I was just grinning from ear to ear. So you're that was very, awesome. You're thank very you. Welcome. You're, I've really been enjoying doing the show with you. So uh, and happy to hopefully the next time we are together, uh, it'll be something where you can drive to the location. You can bring the game and we can play it. Well, that would be great. We'll, we'll do a Superman movie minute episode. We'll just record us playing the Superman two game. <laughs> Sweet. And it's the, the little figures inside are little. There's a little cutouts of Christopher Reeve running. I think it's from the one of my favorite scenes in Superman 2. And actually, I hate to say this, it's my favorite Superman transformation scene in any of the movies. Okay. When he's running along in that alleyway. Oh, right, Super right. Speed changes from Clark to Superman. That's like every Kurt Swan drawn Superman transformation panel that he, he used to do that, you know. <laughs> it's like that come to life. I mean, when I was a kid in the theater watching that, I just, I'm like, wow, they actually did that from the comic books. You know, so I was just... I love it. I love the little the little Superman little stand up things in the game. It's awesome. I'm all excited. So. Yeah, it looked, it, looked, it looked like a, it does look like a lot of fun when I saw. It. I was like, oh, that looks like a fun game. So cool. All right. Well, anyway, uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. This country is safe again, Superman. Thanks to you. No, sir. Don't thank me, Warden. We're all part of the same team. Night.